second game with a doubleheader about to get underway. The New York Mets taking the field. For the Cubs, Ernie Brolio, his catcher will be Vic Rasnowski. The first game won by the Cubs, 7-6. Under somber skies, with the enthusiasm of the Mets fans not dampened at all, as they witnessed an hour and ten minutes of displays of banners between games. And now the second game to get underway, and the first pitch by Gary Cole is in for Paul's track. For the Chicago Cubs, the first batter is Joel Malfatano. He'll be followed by Don Landrum, then Bill Williams, then Ernie Banks, then Ron Sano, then George Altman. The catcher, Vic Rasnowski, batting seventh. Don Kessinger, the shortstop, batting eighth. And the pitcher, Ernie Brodio, batting ninth. First pitcher called strike, and now Cole back again. And the curveball is in there for a call strike, too. Joe Amalfitano did not play in the first game, won by the Cubs 7-6. He is batting at 244. No home runs and three runs batted in, playing at second base, a right-hand batter. Gary Cole with a record of six wins and six losses on the mound for the Mets. He has won six ball games in a mixture of relief and starting performances. This is his 32nd appearance on the mound, his 11th start. And now Cole back at two strikes, and he misses with a curveball. It's all the way back to the screen. Ball bouncing away from Johnny Stevenson, the catcher. The Mets have Ed Greenpool at first base, Chuck Hiller at second base, Roy McMillan at shortstop, Charlie Smith at third base. In left field, Jim Hickman in center field, Johnny Lewis in right field, Gary Cole. Right at the moment, the skies are ominous looking. Somber clouds as they float by. But the first game in and the second game underway. After Joe Malfitano, the batter will be Don Landham, followed by Billy Williams. Mets in the first ball game had the bases loaded with two men out in the bottom half of the ninth. The tying run at third, but a great play by Ron Sano saved the game for the Cubs. Rainbow in the batter's box, waiting patiently as Abernathy goes to the Rosenbach. Now he stands on the pitching rubber, looks in for the sign. Outfield being moved around toward left field. And the pitch. It is hit down to first at home plate, Ralph Steiner at first base, Al Barlick at second base, and Augie Donatelli at third. The pitch is hit high in the air, the shortstop Roy McMillan right underneath it. He's waiting on the dirt part of the infield, and it comes down, he has it. One away here in the top of the first. The second bat of the ball game coming up, it is John Landrum. Landrum has had one hit in the three games prior to this ball game, one for ten. He's batting 242. Landrum, a left-hand batter, with five home runs and 21 runs batted in. The third baseman, Charlie Smith, shortened up the guard against the bunt. Outfield shifted toward the right side, and Gary Kroll taking the signs from Johnny Stevenson. And the first pitch to Landrum is a curve in there for a called strike, a big sweeping curveball by Gary Kroll. Kroll out to save the final game of this four-game series. Cubs won the first one four to three. They won the second one seven to one, and they won the third one seven to six. The first game of this doubleheader. 
And now at one strike, it's Crawl back again. And he's high with a changeup, and the count is at one ball and one strike. Lights are on here at Shea Stadium. Over toward the left field foul area in back of the stands. Very heavy, dark clouds. Very low cloud cover right at the moment. Planes flying by on their way to LaGuardia. Coming out of the mist down into the landing area. Now a curve back, swung on a miss, and a count at one ball and two strikes. Well, we have a lot of information for you throughout the game on the banners displayed here. Last year there were 1,031 banners displayed. This year, I believe, quite a bit more. It took an hour and 12 minutes to have them all parade by with prizes awarded to four classes. Now the 1-2 pitch. It is bounced in the ground, and the count stays at one and two. Foul ball. The winning banner. Certainly a well-taken one for a Mets fan. The overall winning banner, the sweepstakes banner, was a simple one that said, To err is human, to forgive is a Mets fan. That won the number one prize of the day. Now at 1-2, it's crawled back to Landrum, inside with a curveball, dug out of the dirt, and the count at two balls and two strikes. In the two-man category, the winning banner was Pray for Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Very attractive one in the two-man group. Gary Crawl peering in, Don Landrum, a left-hand batter, waiting in the batter's box, and now the pitch. Fastball outside, and it's ball three. Full count at three balls and two strikes. One banner out here today was over 100 feet long. It said, the bells are ringing for me and my Mets. Let's go Mets. And they went around with this 100-foot banner with bells ringing. Pitch back is inside at ball four. And the first base run of the game goes to first base, John Landrum. bring up Billy Williams, who's had quite a series against the Mets. Billy has had seven hits and 11 times up, two singles, two doubles, two triples, one home run. He has driven in five runs, and he has scored five. His average now up to 294. Williams with 18 home runs and 65 runs batted in, a left-hand batter. And Gary Cole. With the first pitch, it's a curveball inside for ball one. Ed Greenball with a dangerous Billy Williams, a left-hand batter up, playing behind the runner at first base. Landrum has been bothered by sore heels, although with Cole on the mound and his big move to home plate on his delivery, it's a little bit ticklish with a runner at first base. Pearl back to the plate to Williams, and a ball hit hard down towards second base. Chuck Hiller over the one-handed as he goes to his left to play the first base in time for the second out. And on the play, Landon moves over to third. That'll bring up Ernie Van. Ernie batting at 276. Landrum at third base and two in away. No score in the game. Ernie has had difficulty with Gary Cole. He is not the type pitcher that he has looked too well against. Cole goes into the lineup. Here comes the runner. He's going to steal it. 
And a field ball. Ball going right over the top of Banks' head. We'll see what's going on. The home plate umpire, Dan Landis, indicates that Banks was dead and the runner will have to go back to third. So in spite of the fact that the runner was across home plate, Ernie Banks hit by the pitch. He goes to first base. The runner goes back to third. A break for the match. Back at third, and Gary Kroll is in the set position. The batter is Ron Sano. Sano, right-hand batter. Batting at 281. He takes the pitch inside at ball one. Sano with 23 home runs and 64 runs batted in. set position again. His next pitch to the plate occurs, sweeping in at strike one. One ball and one strike. Well, Landrum breaking from third base had a tremendous jump. He was going as Cole started his big windup. Banks was actually trying to get out of the way just to save his life, but the ball went at him. And then Nixie. So a run was sent back to third. Now the 1-1 delivery. Fastball up high, and it's ball two. Two balls and one strike as Gary Cole works here in the top of the first. Runners at first and third, but no runs in. Johnny Stevenson, the catcher, sending the signs back to the mound. Cole takes them. Looks at first base. And now the next delivery, a fastball foul to the right side out of play. And that evens the count at two balls and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes. And I'm talking with Alvin Darden, the third base coach. Rube Walker, the coach at first. Ernie Banks leading off there. So and this time a fastball is high and tied at ball three. So Gary Kroll, the pitch after losing his hat, picking it up. Third batter that he has gone to three and two on in this first inning. Ernie Banks will be going with the pitch. He's being held at first base by Crane Ball. Now Crawl in the set position. Banks goes and the pitch is high for ball four. Well, the Cubs without a base hit have the bases loaded here in the top of the first. Brings up George Altman, left hand hitting left fielder. Darrell Sutherland, newly acquired by the Mets for Larry Bernard, is starting to warm up in the bullpen for the Mets. George Altman, who has not played too much this year, batting at 245. This is his 69th game. Altman with four home runs and 20 runs better than a left hand batter. And the first pitch. Ball that's on the outside corner for a strike. Bases loaded for the Cubs in the first. Pitch hit on the ground, through in the right field of base hit. Don Landrum scoring from third base, coming around to score from second base. Ernie Banks to throw to third, hit back and down. Ron Sano trying to go from first to third on Gary Gold. Base hit. There were no errors. 
have, and the score at the end of one half inning, the Cubs two, the Mets nothing. Hey, if you've been wondering what Swedish Americans sing after the smorgasbord, listen to this. Americans sing over and over at their parties and picnics until they raise a fearful thirst. Then they change their tunes. Elon Gore is a traditional Swedish drinking song, and often the beer they drink is Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more Swedes than in all of Huskborna, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Swedish Americans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. It'll be Chuck Hiller to lead off at second base. He'll be followed by Roy McMillan at shortstop and Johnny Lewis in center field. Fourth batter for the Mets will be Charlie Smith, the third baseman, batting fifth, Eddie Greenville at first base. Batting sixth in left field, Jim Hickman, Gary Cole. Batting seventh, playing right field, Johnny Stevenson, the catcher, batting eighth, and the pitcher, Gary Cole, batting ninth. And now it's Ernie Bolio with his first pitch to Chuck Hiller at fastball in the center field. Don Landrum right there, and he makes the catch. Brings up Roy McMillan. Roy with two hits in the first ball game, four for ten in the series, batting at 233. One home run and 24 runs batted in. Cubs leading two to nothing, scoring two runs in the first and one base hit. And Rolio, right-hander with a fastball that's inside, it's ball one. Ernie thinking the pitch was good enough. But call the ball by home plate umpire Stan Landry. And now Brolio back again. The pitch is punched down to first. Banks goes over to his right for the ball that was not hit too hard. He comes up with it, throws to Brolio, covering at first base for the second out. Right now, as we wait for Johnny Lewis to come up, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. A town and WGFM Kinder, along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Jay Stadium. It's a 2-0 game in the bottom half of the first with two men out, the Cubs leading. The batter is Johnny Lewis. Johnny, a left-hand batter with two hits in the first game, driving in two runs, batting at 265. And he takes the first pitch, a change curve inside at ball one. Johnny now with 38 RBIs. He has 14 home runs, and he's had quite a series against the Cubs. Five for 14 back to him. Curve ball up too high in the count at two balls and no strikes. Final score in the American League, the Yankees defeated Detroit 6-5. Winning pitcher was Renup in relief. He came in the game in the eighth. The losing pitcher was Orlando Pina. Pina in relief. Now at 2-0, a pitch outside, ball three. Yankees six runs, 14 hits, no errors. Detroit five runs, nine hits, one error. K-Line Downing, who was the starting pitcher. Oiler, Cash. Richardson and Barker at home run. Now at 3-0, it's high for ball four. The Mets have their first base runner. That'll bring up Charlie Smith. Charlie batting 266. Had a home run in the first game. His 13th, he has 44 runs batted in. Johnny Lewis 
with a stolen base in the first game at first base. Dime run is at the plate. Two men away in the bottom half of the first. The first pitch a curveball outside. This is ball one. Dennis here today. A total of 25,067 paid. And along with service personnel, 25,681 a total. Now the next pitch back hits the left field. with a two-out, two-run home run to tie up the ball game. That is Charlie's second home run of the day. His 14th this year, he now has his 45th and 46th run batted in. The batter stepping in is Eddie Crane Ball. And the first pitch to Crane Ball, a slider that's in for ball strike. Ed batting at 264. Eight home runs and 42 runs batted in. One strike delivery, a changeup. It is hit the right field of Coming up is Ernie Rolio. 
working with a crew of three here in the second ball game. Augie Donatelli, who was the umpire in the first ball game, behind the plate is not out. Throw to first base, not in time. No tag made by Cranefield. going off the field now, not on it. Dan Lammis at home play, Mel Steiner at first base, now Bollock is at third. Next pitch back is in for a ball strike. Ernie Brolio squaring around, but taking it, strike one. Ernie has no hits and four times up this year. Once again, the rain has subsided here today. It's been just briefly on and off. One strike delivery bunted, and it is foul. Ball knocked away in foul territory by Johnny Stevenson. The count goes to two strikes. banner here today was the one that took second place in the multiple carrying division. Bells are ringing for me and my New York Mets. Let's go Mets. Throw the first base not in time. The group that carried the banner around won some transistor radios and they asked to have them donated to an orphanage. It's an awfully nice approach. Is high at uh, fastball for ball one. On the pitch, Rodeo was scoring around the bunt. One ball, two strikes. Charlie Smith, the third baseman, was in looking for a possible two strike bunt at the time. Four tied at two to two. the pitch. Third ball outside as Brodio was hitting away and the count goes to two balls and two strikes. Once again, it's goal on top. Now a curveball inside as Rodeo squared around the bunt, and that fills it out at three and two. So Gary Kroll, who had a two-strike count, has now found himself in a situation at three and two. Pitching to the pitcher, Ernie Brolio. One man away, we're in the top of the second, a two-two ball game. Kessinger does not go, and the pitch is taken inside, ball four, and Cole walks in. Once again, action in the bullpen, stirring up for the Mets. Darrell Sutherland getting up to throw. Kessinger forced on down to second on the third walk, issued by Gary Cole. That'll bring up the leadoff batter, Joel Malfitano. Popped is short his first time up. He's batting at 239, a right-hand batter. And a slider is up too high. It's ball one.
now the pitch is in for a strike. One ball, one strike. Now Fratano taking all away, decoying a possible bunt. Mets are not looking for a bunt in this spot with one man out. And at 1-1, pitch is fouled back for a strike two. One ball, two strikes. Starts out with a change of pace. 
Mays had his 30th home run in that San Francisco-St. Louis game, 483 for him. Jesus Alou and McCovey also had home runs. The losing pitcher was Kurt Simmons. Next pitch back is low, and it's one ball, one strike, and now a conference at the mound. Krasnowski talking with the pitcher Ernie Brolio. Ernie has given up two runs and two hits. A two-run home run by Charlie Smith at the half of the game in the bottom half of the first. In the American League, the Yankees defeated Detroit 6-5. Winning pitcher was Renup in relief in the eighth inning. Now the next pitch back to the plate is low and it's two balls and one strike. K-Line, Downing, Euler, Cash, Richardson, and Barker home runs in that ball game. The losing pitcher was Pena. Only game for the Yankees, a single game. Next pitch outside, ball three. It's three balls and one strike. At the end of eight, Cleveland six, Chicago two. Bell now pitching for the Indians. Seaver was the starting pitcher. Bono pitching for the White Sox. Peters was the starting pitcher. Cowan, a home run in the fourth with no run. That's the first of two. Three balls and one strike on Gary Cole. And the next pitch is hit high in the air in foul territory, drifting out of play. So the count moves up to three balls and two strikes. In the first of two, Baltimore two, Kansas City two. After five and a half, Larson has replaced Bunker for Baltimore. Segui still pitching for Kansas City. Hershberger home run in the fourth with one on to tie up the game. Minnesota shut out Boston 8 to nothing. Winning pitcher Jim Perry, a two-hitter. He went all the way. Losing pitcher was Moorhead, no home run. Now a 3-2 to Gary Cole, but a foul ball again. Out of play. The end of four, the Angels four, Washington one. Topless has replaced Nerum, the starting pitcher for the Senators. Newman pitching for Los Angeles. Three balls and two strikes on Gary Cole. He's batting 239. One home run, seven runs better than. Curveball, it's too low, and he walked in. That first ball, but first base with no one away, and it brings up the catcher, Johnny Stevenson. batting 225. He had a pinch hit double in the first ball game, won by the Cubs 7-6. Later on, stayed in the game and was out, so he was one for two in the first game. No home runs and two runs batted in. Both those runs won a ball game. Now one to left center. It's going to be for extra bases. Ball going through up against the wall on two hops. Going from first base is Jerry Cole. And Johnny Stevenson holds up a second in the Mets take the lead. Three hits and three runs. 
the call is high. A throw down to second base, but Stevenson goes back in standing up and hits the shortstop. Kessinger knocks him off the bat. One ball, one strike on Gary Kroll. Kroll has been a bat 25 times. He's had three hits. He's batting 120. Final score, Cleveland defeated Chicago 6-4. The winning pitcher was Sonny Siebert. He was relieved in the seventh. Losing pitcher... Gary Peters. Callen, the only home run in the fourth with no one on. Both sides with 12 hits. 1-1 delivery. Popped in the air. Foul. No chance for the catcher to get to it. The count goes to one ball and two strikes. Two balls, two strikes. Johnny Stevenson at second base. No one out. We're in the bottom half of the second. And the pitch. Fastball swung on a missed strike three. Romeo comes up with his first strikeout. His first out here in the second. We now go to the top of the batting order. Chuck Keller comes up. Keller flat out to center field his first time up. His average is 255. And the first pitch. Curveball hit hard by the first baseman down the right field line. Stevenson will score from second base. And Chuck Giller goes into second base with a sliding double, although no play on him at all. And the Mets take the lead, four to two. So Chuck Giller getting his eighth double of the year on his second base, exchanging with Johnny Stevenson. Roy McMillan, the next batter scheduled up. Roy standing by as Rasnowski comes back behind home plate. on four hits. The Cubs two runs and two hits. One away in the bottom half of the second. Roy McMillan at first base with one away and the batter is Johnny Lewis. Johnny walked in four pitches his first time up. He's batting 265. And the first pitch is low. It's ball one and here comes Lou Fine and that might be all for Ernie Brolio. Lou Fine has a right-hander Bob Humphrey warming up in the bullpen and he walks out to the mound after the first pitch by Brolio. Brian is going out of the ball game, back to the bench. So Brolio, for the moment, is still in. Mets leading 5-2 in the final game of the series. And the batter is Johnny Lewis. Rod McMillan at first base, and the first pitch to Lewis after the conference is low for ball two. Two balls and no strikes. sets again and the pitch it is high for ball three so Johnny Lewis has had seven pitches thrown to him in this ball game and none have been a strike now the 3-0 pitch it's outside ball four so Johnny Lewis has had eight pitches so far in this ball game he has reached first base twice and this is going to be all for sure for Ernie Brolio boy McMillan on down to second base the Mets have runners at first and second with one out making his second trip out to the mound, and that is all. That means we'll have a right-hander, Bob Humphreys, coming in. Going to the bottom half of the seventh inning, first game of a doubleheader at Kansas City. It is Baltimore 4 and Kansas City 4. Bunker, Larson in the sixth, Tumor in the seventh for Baltimore, Diego Segui for Kansas City, Don Mossy in the seventh, homers by Hirschberger and Seaburn. 
the league-leading Minnesota Twins shut out the Boston Red Sox 8 to nothing as Jim Perry got his eighth win against two losses. It was a two-hit shutout. Four hits started and took the loss, then it's the six riders from the eighth. Going to the bottom of the sixth. Los Angeles Angels lead to Washington, comes to four to one. Bust an arrow for Washington. Thomas in the first, Ryan Duran in the fifth. Newman is going for Los Angeles. Back to action here with Ralph Knight. tied up the ball game in the bottom half of the first, the second of the day. The pitch is hit to right center field. It's going to be in for extra bases. Roy McMillan scores from second base. Johnny Lewis scores from first base. And Charlie Smith goes in the third with a
one delivery to Billy Williams. Is in for a call, strike two. the second base his first time up. Left-hand batter in a 2-2. It's one deep to right center field. Johnny Lewis back by the fence. He is there. Going, going, gone. So Gary Cole giving up a home run to Billy Williams. That makes the score 8-3. to three. Williams hitting his 19th and he has had quite a series against the Mets. That is his second home run in his four-game series. He has also had two three-base hits, two two-base hits, and two singles. He has had eight hits in 13 times up in the series. Has driven in six runs and scored six. And that brings up Ernie Banks. Ernie was hit by a pitch ball his first time up. The fastball hit deep to right field. Moving back is Gary Cole, but it's over his head against the wall. Ball bouncing off the wall, and Ernie Banks goes into second base standing up. So with the Mets leading by an 8-2 score, a home run and a double with no one out here in the top of the third, and action in the bullpen again for the Mets. Third base with two men out in the top of the third. 
And the next pitch is high and outside. This time a fastball. It's ball three. On deck batters, the shortstop, Don Kessinger. Hander into the big swing and back again. And outside it's ball four. And Gary walks his fourth man. That puts runners at first and third. And here comes West Western out to talk with Gary Kroll. And he's making the move. He's taking him out. around, he just hasn't been able to get the ball where he wants it, and he is being taken out of the ball game. And it's going to be Darrell Sutherland making his first appearance for the Mets. Darrell just brought up from Buffalo, where he had a record of eight wins and eight losses, pitched 124 innings, gave up 124 hits. He struck out 69, walked 42 in 30 ball games. So Gary Cole going out of the ballgame with a five-run lead. He has worked officially two and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs, allowing four hits, striking out two and walking four. He also hit a batter. He gets a hand as he walks off the mound. Gary has no chance to win the ballgame. A starting pitcher has to go five innings before he can receive credit for a win. And the ballgame will be in the hands of the official scorer from now on if the Mets win it. The Mets in front, eight to three. The Cubs with runners at first and third, with two. Alma now with 22 runs batted in, batting at 250, holding the second base on that play by Charlie Smith, Ernie Banks. And the next pitch is bounced to the middle. Rather than going over the back of the bag to handle it, he throws the first base to the out. Ernie Banks moving over to third on the play by Roy McGillen. Roy getting that ball directly in back of the second base bag about 10 or 15 feet. So his good play turns it out number two and it brings up the catcher, Vic Rasnowski. Vic struck out his first time up on three pitches. He's batting at 216, a left-hand batter. And the first pitch is a high curve. It's ball one. Again with a high curve, it's ball two. Two balls and no strike. That's leading eight to three. The Cubs with Ernie Banks at third base with two men out in the top of the third. And the next pitch is high and outside. This time a fastball, it's ball three. On deck batters, the shortstop, John Kessinger. back again. And outside it's ball four. And Gary walks his fourth man. That puts runners at first and third. And here comes West Western out to talk with Gary Kroll. And he's making the move. He's taking him out. Gary Kroll sagging around. He just hasn't been able to get the ball where he wants it. And he is being taken out of the ball game. 
and it's going to be Darrell Sutherland making his first appearance for the match. Darrell just brought up from Buffalo, where he had a record of eight wins and eight losses. Pitched 124 innings, gave up 124 hits. He struck out 69, walked 42 in 30 ball games. So Gary Crow going out of the ball game with a five-run lead. He has worked officially two and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs, allowing four hits, striking out two and walking four. He also hit a batter, and he gets a hand as he walks off the mound. chance to win the ball game, a starting pitcher has to go five innings before he can receive credit for a win. And the ball game will be in the hands of the official score from now on if the Mets win it. And the Mets in front eight to three, the Cubs with runners at first and third with two men out, and Darrell Sutherland pitching on the mound. The batter is John Kessinger, the shortstop. And Darrell's first pitch, a fastball inside, is ball one. Darrell is 24 years of age. Last year, for the Mets, he won none and lost three in ten ball games. At Buffalo, he won ten and lost one. He was 7-0 when the Mets brought him up last year. He was sent back down and picked up three wins and one loss. The first pitch after the second one now hit out the center field for a base hit. And scoring from third base is Ernie Banks. That run will go against Gary Kroll. And moving down to second on the single by Kessinger. Nick Rasnowski. So it's an 8-4 to four ball game for the Mets, and the batter coming up is Bob Humphrey. A gentleman by LWGY. With his second base hit in the ball game. And the first pitch is a call strike. Humphrey's a right-hand batter. Humphrey's has no at-bats this year officially. He has sacrificed one time, which would not go as an official at-bat. Pitch back, a curveball, bounce down the short. Roy McMillan moving in, goes to the bag after making the catch to retire the side. In the inning, the Cubs scored two runs on three hits. There was a walk, two men left on, and the score at the end of two and a half innings. The Mets ate the Cubs four. Now you're going to hear a terribly sad song about a man who's unlucky in love, but lucky in beer. Mets. 
will be Gary Cole, the right fielder. He'll be followed by Johnny Stevenson and then the pitcher, Darrell Sutherland. Gary started off the second inning when the Mets scored six runs by working a 3-2 walk off Ernie Brolial. So he is batting officially for the first time, batting at 239. And batter with one home run and seven runs batted in. And the first pitch is hit down by Ernie Banks, a fair ball that will go for extra bases. Cole Browning, first base, going to second. He'll make that standing up as the throw comes in to Joe Malfitano. So Jerry, Gary Gold coming up with a double. The Mets continuing their onslaught on the Cubs as they lead eight to four. That is their seventh base hit. And it brings up the catcher, Johnny Stevenson. Johnny doubles the left field. Driving the run his first time up in this ball game. It was his fourth double this year, his eighth RBI. Batting at 244. Runner delayed still, the third base, he made it. A delayed steal pulled off by Johnny, by Gary Gold, with Johnny Stevenson batting. Now the infield has to move in for the cut. The wind up by Humphreys and the pitch. Fastball to left field, a base hit. Going from third base, Gary Gold. And the Mets now lead by a 9-4 to four score. 9-4 to four in favor of the Mets with no one out in the bottom half of the third. It brings up... They're all batting for the first time. Going away, and the Cubs looking for a bunt. And the bunt has popped straight in the air. Coming down is the catcher, Vic Lasnowski, to make the catch. Also there, Ernie Banks, and sort of ran together. Ernie sitting away, not to hit him bodily, but their hands did come together. One man out on the pop-up on the bunt. Staying at first base, Johnny Stevenson, and brings up Chuck Killer. Chuck is one for two. Left-hand batter and Bob Humphreys to the plate. And the pitch is low. It's ball one. One ball and no strike. Cal Coons is now warming up the bullpen for Chicago. strike. The Mets leading by a score of 9-4. to four. Runner goes. The pitch is hit down the line, but curving over into foul territory. Long foul ball down the right field line. Just missing on the count. It's one ball and one strike. Humphreys back on top. His next delivery with the runner going is fouled to the left side out of play. Put it down at one ball and two strikes. Cincinnati edged out the Dodgers 18 to nothing. Jim Maloney going all the way, giving up four hits. Only one run short of the largest bend in the shutout in National League history. Pirates and Cubs have the record at 19 to nothing. 
Major League record is a 21-0 game won by the Yankees. Now the next pitch is high, and it's ball two. Two balls and two strikes. Again, a swing and a miss to throw down to second base in time, and Johnny Stevenson is out. It's a strikeout double play to retire the side. In the inning, the Mets get one run on one on two hits. There were no errors. No one left on base to score. At the end of three, the Mets nine, the Cubs four. Now here's a very sad French Canadian song about a fellow who lost the key of his clarinet. Listen. <laughs> J'ai perdu le dos de ma clarinette is a song with the kind of humor French Canadians love. But one song leads to another, and the first that follows is no laughing matter. In New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do French Canadians like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right.
Smith checks and deals, and the pitch is low for a ball. Two and one with the Cubs batting here in the top half of the fourth inning. And the judging of the banners today, the winner of first place in the category of banners carried by one person was an 80-year-old boy, Craig Bucker of Ozone Park, New York. Here's a swing and a ground ball to short. Taken by McMillan over the hill of one. And the throw on is not in time. It's over the head of Graham Poole. Stevenson can't get it coming back, and now he does. And holding it first is Don Landrum. So it's simply a forced play. As Landrum becomes the runner at first, the play on him out for town went 6-4 if you're scoring, and Billy Williams is coming up. Landrum has good speed. He can fly down that base pass, and he was there. And as the throw went over the head, our first baseman Cranesville hit the wire fence up the right field line from the Mets dugout. And Stevenson actually run too far up and had to come back to get it. Miller on the throw since you cannot presume the double play. Here's the pitch, and it's low inside for ball. One and all. Judging second place and the advantage carried by one person in the category was won by Morris J. Levine of Howard Beach. His ballot said simply resist. The one by Craig Bucker, who won in that department, said turn the league upside down. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. Then in the category of banners held by two persons. The winner was a huge banner with a caricature of Casey Singleton. Michael Feinberg of Far Rockaway and Roy Camper of Far Rockaway carried it. Landrum takes his lead and here's the pitch to Williams. It's low for a ball. Sutherland goes behind two and one. Winner of second place in the banner contest in the category of banners held by two persons was one that said bed sheet manufacturers of America love the Mets. That had reference to the banners, most of which are on bed sheets. Philip Hertz of Bayonne, New Jersey, Andrew Hertz of Bayonne, carried that one. Here's the pitch outside, three and one. Now the wind blows a little dust across the infield. And the Mets are leading here by a score of nine to four. We're in the top half of the fourth inning of the second game. at first. 3-1 pitch to Williams. And it's in there for a call strike. 3-2. Well, let's see if they run Landrum. Ernie Banks on deck. One man out. Landrum stole the base in the first inning. Got a good job and stole it by plenty. It's a good lead. Here's the pitch. Front out and missed, and he's holding it first. So it is a strikeout. Darrell Sutherland as he gets Billy Williams swinging. Landrum holds it first, two away, and Ernie Banks is coming up. Banks has been hit by a pitch ball and doubled. He has scored two runs. In the banner contest, in the category of banners held by three or more persons, the winner was one that says, Pray for Rain, R-E-I-G-N. And a group from Lindenhurst, New Jersey, carried that one. There's a swing and a miss. category was one that said the bells are ringing for me and my men. It was rather contrived. He had a lot of bells. It must have been 30 or 40 feet long. 
And it was uh, a group from Left Rack City. There's a swing and a drive to left, way back. Hickman goes back, and at the warning track, he hauls it down. The line drive is taken by Hickman. So Sutherland gets the side out with no runs, one hit. No errors, one left. The score at the end of three and a half innings. There's the Mets nine, and the Cubs four. And now a word from Cool Filter King. to come up, all the way up to Cool Filter Kings. Cool is the only cigarette that gives you rich, mellow tobaccos, Cool's white filter, and extra coolness. Discover extra coolness in your smoke. Let Cool's come through for you with the most refreshing coolness you can get in any cigarette. With rich tobaccos, Cool's white filter, extra coolness too. Discover extra coolness in your smoke. Let Cool's come through. Strikeout for Humphreys, his second of this ball game. 
with two away Charlie Smith coming up. Charlie has driven in four runs in this game with a homer and a triple. He had a homer in the first game. Pitch and it's low. 
Three balls and one strike. Now to Jim Hickman. We're in the bottom half of the fourth inning. WGFM Schenectady. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Shea Stadium in New York. As we go to the top of the fifth, Ron Santo, the field captain, is up for the cup. He is walked and grounded out so far. He's a right-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Darrell Sutherland. And the pitch is low for ball. Which is a breaking ball, check swing number out in front of the plate. Johnny Stevenson on it, throws to Cranesville in time. Santos out. It was a check swing ground ball right out in front of the plate. Catcher Johnny Stevenson. Pounced on it and threw on in time. There's one away. George Altman's the batter. Single was driving two runs in the first inning. He grounded out short to first in the third.
Marzowski, the left-hand batting catcher, is up. Struck out swinging and walked. Sutherland pitch. It's a breaking ball outside. Johnny C. 
waiting in the on-deck circle. And now the 2-2 delivery. Double popped by Humphreys. Swing at him, is And he gets his third strike out as he gets called swinging. Now John Stevenson comes up. He is double to drive in a run and single to drive in a run. Chicago Cubs are playing an infield of Harvey Keene, Joey Malfitano, Don Castillo, and Ron Sanzo. An outfield of George Altman in the left, Don Landerman in center, and Billy Williams in right, and Vic Rosnowski is the catcher. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Darrell Sutherland comes out to the on-deck circle. Cubs dugout, into the Cubs dugout. Caught there, flung back out onto the field. Doug Clement came off the bench to grab it. Crazy enough, it's not easy to hold on to a ball that way barehanded because it has a whirl of spin on it. coming back in that direction. Humphreys again with the double pump. And a two-strike pitch. Swan landed it in the air to right. Billy Williams hangs back late, starts in, and gets there to make the catch. Misjudged it for a moment and made the late sprint. He's got good speed that can cover up for any errors in judgment. Two men out, and Darrell Sutherland into the battle. The Mets are leading by a score of 9-4 to four in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Humphreys looks for his side. Pitch to the right-hand batter. Get on the ground to short. A big hop up to Kessinger, and he lobs across to Harvey Keene in time. Harvey Keene gave it the big first baseman stretch. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left, and the score at the end of five full innings is the Mets nine and the Cubs four. Today's doubleheader between the Mets and the Cubs concludes the current homestand of the Mets. They go on the road now. Then come back for a Friday night game, August 20th, against the world champion Cardinals, who will be making their last appearances of the season here. Saturday afternoon, August 21st, will be a ladies' day attraction. Then there'll be a Sunday doubleheader on August 22nd between the Mets and the Cardinals. Following the cards, the Los Angeles Dodgers come in for their last time. Then the San Francisco Giants, and then the Houston Astros, in all, in the next home stand. The New York Mets will play 16 games. And now to the top half of the sixth inning. And shortstop Don Kessinger is coming up. For the Chicago Cubs to face right-handed Darrell Sutherland. Sutherland's pitch. Here's a swing and a ground ball to second. Chuck Hiller comes up with it and plays on over to Cranebrook. There's one away. Burton has got a bat for Bob Humphrey. 
Ellis Burton, who at one time last year was on the retirement list, but was talked into returning. It's coming up now. He's a switch hitter, batting left. Taking both ends of a doubleheader from the Houston Astros, eight to five and eight to three. 
Billy O'Dell, the winner in the second game. Larry Dirk of the loser. Wade Blassing game won the first one, and Don Notabart was the loser. So the Milwaukee Braves have moved up. They're only two games out of first place. The Giants are one game out of first place. Larry Miller is up and throwing in the Met bullpen. And sets and deals, and the pitch is off the leg of Billy Williams. He's hit for the pitch ball, and the bases are loaded with Ron Santo, or rather Harvey Keene, coming up. Sits down in the Mets dugout. 2-0 pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. 2-1. 
Melville and Lachette with runners leading first, second, and third, the 2-1 pitch. Breaking ball, and it misses low. 3-1 now to Santos. Just got up to throw a moment ago. So now Stevenson comes back behind the plate, and we're ready to continue with the bases loaded. Westrom sits down in the Mets dugout. 2-0 pitch, and it's in there for a call strike. Good one. Sutherland looks in with runners leading first, second, and third, the 2-1 pitch. Breaking ball, and it misses low. 3-1 now to Santos. On deck is George Altman. That's nine, and the Cubs five. 3-1 delivery. Low, and he walked, giving up forces and another run. Nine to six with the bases still loaded. Gets a run batted in. It'll be George Altman coming up. He's a left-hand batter. The potential tying runs are on base now for the Cubs here in the top half of the sixth inning. And Larry Miller is walking in from the bullpen now. Left-hander Larry Miller is coming in to relieve Darrell Sutherland. Sutherland was working in relief of started Gary Kroll, who worked two and two-thirds. So as the pitching change is being made to bring us up to date on scores of other games all around the majors, here's Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, everything in the National League is over, and the National League race has tightened up considerably. Pittsburgh beat Philadelphia 7-1, and Philadelphia beat Pittsburgh 5-2 to gain a split. The Milwaukee Braves are now just two games out of first place. They swept Houston, winning 8-5 and 8-3. The lasting game was the winner in the first game at Odell in the nightcap. In an amazing score, Cincinnati beat the Dodgers 18-0. Maloney winning his 13th. And the Giants, with Warren Spahn the winner, Alou McCovey and Mays all hitting home runs. The Giants beat St. Louis 6-4. So now the Dodgers lead the Giants by just one game. They lead Cincinnati and Milwaukee by just two ball games. Only two games separating the first four teams in the National League. And while the National League race continues to tighten up, and National League baseball fans once again set themselves for one of those great finishes, and here again is Lindsay. All right, Bob, it is Jim Stewart batting for George Hoffman. He's a switch hitter batting right. The bases are loaded. Two men out. Larry Miller deals the pitch. Swung out and missed for strike one. Head coach Lou Klein of the Cubs decided to go to a bit of strategy here, sending up Stewart to bat for Altman against the left-hand pitcher Larry Miller. Stewart, being a switch hitter, turned around right. The bases are loaded. The Mets lead 9-6. to six. Top half of the sixth inning. Larry Miller works straight away, and the pitch is in there for a call strike two to Jim Stewart. is at second and Ron Santo is at first for the Chicago Cubs. Miller has gone ahead of Stewart now with a two-strike count. Here's the pitch.
left and the score at the end of five and one half innings is the Mets nine and the Cubs six. Is this one of those days when you're not yourself? You'll feel more so when you listen to this. This song gets sung over and over at Irish parties and picnics until the singers raise a ferocious thirst. Then they change their tune. Come fill up your glasses and drink what you will. I'll land you love me every day. This is a traditional Irish drinking song, and often the beer they drink is Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more Irish than in the whole of Dublin, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Irish Americans like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. Chicago Cubs now. Billy Helft is coming to do the pitching, and Ellis Burton is staying in the ballgame in left field, so Burton bats ninth, and Helft bats sixth if you're keeping a scorecard. Pitch and it's high for a ball. Three and one. 
Like so many things that have happened in connection with the New York Mets in the four years of their existence, the estimates were earlier today at the ballpark that there would not be as many entries in Banner Day as there were last year. And there were hundreds more. Here's the pitch outside, and McCullen draws a walk from Hef. We pass for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY and WGFM's Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets for baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting. Stay tuned to WGY. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Chase Stadium in New York, and Johnny Lewis is up to more on the Mets now. McMillan leads the left-hand pitcher to use the pitch at low. 1-0 to Lewis, who has walked, walked, and struck out. He scored twice in this game. got two in the top of the first. The Mets matched him in the bottom of the first. Swing a ground ball to first. Taken by Keane. Tags the bank to take off the fourth. Throws to second and not in time. The ball goes on out of the left field. McMillan gets up and spits the third and goes in standing. Harvey Keane took the ground ball and elected to go to the bag and get one and then throw to second and the tag would have had to been made on McMillan. His throw was low to Kessinger. The extra base is taken on an error on the throw, charged against Keene. Two away, as Lewis went out to first base on assistant. Charlie Smith is up. Smith has driven in four runs in this game. He's been on base three times. He's had a home run, a triple, and was hit by a pitch ball. He has scored twice himself. The pitch is low in the dirt. It's dug out by Vic Rosnowski. With the Mets leading 9-6. Billy Health, the third Chicago pitcher. Slow curveball is fouled off. Rolling toward the Cubs dugout. One and one is the count.
top of the seventh inning at Shea Stadium. Chris Canizero takes over behind the plate, replacing Johnny Stevenson. Well, this was a wild one. Nine to six, New York. We go to the seventh inning, and Rasnowski is scheduled to lead off. But Chris Krug, a right-hand batter, is going to hit for him with the Mets pitching a left-hander, Larry Miller. hitting catcher, batting for Vic Rosnowski in the top of the seventh inning. New York, nine runs, nine hits, no errors. Chicago, six runs, eight hits, and one error. Larry Miller is on in relief, takes the assign now from Canizero. A swing and a foul tip held on to by Chris Dragwood. Mostly clear now after a little bit of rain and a threat of a heavy thunder shower, which never developed. Had the second game been rained out, it would have been made up tomorrow because this is the Cubs' last visit. A swing and a missed strike, too. Chris Krug batting at 224. Big backstop is at three home runs, knocked in 19. Miller's two-strike pitch, a foul ball, wafted back upstairs and out of play. The American League game on the West Coast is now over. Washington beat the Angels 6-4. Ryan Duran, the winner in relief for the Senators and the loser in relief, Ed Supla. Washington had a five-run eighth inning to win that ball game. In. He has a two-strike count on Krug. Here's the pitch. Up high on a fastball. One ball and two strikes. It took an hour and 40 minutes to play the first three innings of this ballgame. There was a lot of scoring in the first three. It was 9-4 to four at the end of three. It's now 9-6. to six. We're in the seventh. One-two delivery is a little bit high on the count. Even two balls, two strikes. Two balls, two strikes. And a tie, ball three. Larry was in front on Krug with a two-strike count. Now we have a full count of three and two. Following this game, the only remaining action between the Mets and the Cubs is in Chicago. Three-two pitch. Outside, ball four, and after getting him two strikes, he lost him. Kessinger, the shortstop, has two hits and three times at bat. Now little Al 
Jackson is tuning up in the bullpen. Inside, ball one. Al pitches Tuesday night against the Dodgers. He would be doing some tune-up work anyhow today. So Wes Westrom has, his, has him warming up now, and if necessary, he'll use him in the ballgame. Chris Canizero going out to the mound. Roy McMillan coming over from the shortstop as they talk to Larry Miller. Gary Kroll walked four men. Darrell Sutherland walked two. Larry Miller has walked Krug, leading off here in the top of the seventh, and has gone behind on Don Kessinger. Now the pitch. And it's popped up. It is playable. Canizero getting rid of the mask. This is under it. In foul ground, he takes it. That'll bring up Ellis Burton. He batted for Bob Humphreys in the sixth inning and then stayed in the ball game. He went to left field, so he's hitting in the number nine spot of the order. Burton, a speedster and a switch hitter, he'll be batting right against left-hander Larry Miller. Inside and high, one ball, no strikes. And it's popped up, a foul ball outside first. Painful moving over, it has plenty of room. And then he makes the catch near the line in foul territory. Now there are two away in the visiting seventh. Top of the batting order for Joe Amalfitano. Amalfitano has two hits and four times at bat. He's sitting at 265. Fly ball hit deep by Amalfitano way back toward the bullpen, and it's off the bullpen screen. It's in play, an extra base hit. Kruger around third is scoring, and Amalfitano is on with a double. He missed a home run by no more than a foot. Now it's nine to seven. Kruger coming around to score on the double by Amalfitano. He pulled it, and he hit the drive toward the yellow line above the bullpen. It dropped just about a foot below the line against the screen, the bullpen opening, and bounced back on the field. Samal Fatano's third hit of the ballgame. Now the Cubs have the tying run up. The batter is Don Landrup. Side. One ball, one strike. Ralph Fatano has now had three hits in a row, two singles and a double, and he just missed hitting a two-run homer. One-one delivery, a swing and a miss on a fastball that was in on him. One ball and two strikes. Well, this one is going to be a tough anger, apparently. The end of three, the Mets were in front nine to four. It's now nine to seven. Now Miller with a count of one and two on Don Landrup. Left-hander against left-hander. 
It is swung on a miss, dropped by Canizero. Chris picks it up, throws to first to side us up. Cubs had a run. One run, one hit, a run-scoring double by Amal Patano. No errors, one left. Seventh inning stretch time at the end of six and a half. It's the Mets nine and the Cubs seven. It's very hard to sell sheet music in Jamaica, you know. They make up songs whenever they need them, like this. Having a party, eating rice and peas, dance we happily as you please. Mmm, charming lady with a very nice smile. Think I'll talk to her for a while. Think I'll talk to her for a while. When Jamaicans get together for a party, the beat is calypso and the songs are made up on the spot. The party was hilarious as it could be, but in the morning there was news for me. The penny was a man's way wedding soon on his wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. And when the singer finds his throat a little dry, something refreshing will be improvised. Probably Rheingold beer. In New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold Extra Dry than any other beer. Why do Jamaicans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. seventh inning, Chris Krug drew a walk, batting for Big Rasmaski, and he stays in the ballgame. Eddie Cranepool is up against Billy Huff. The tall left-handers pitch, a let-up, is hit on the ground slowly to shortstop with a lot of reverse spin. Kessinger up, throws to Keenan, bam, and Cranepool is out. has been doing quite a job in relief for Chicago since he came up from Salt Lake. The veteran left-hander in 25 innings has given up just 15 base hits and has an earned run average of 1.4. Breaking ball, a strike on the inside corner to Jim Hickman. Wasting no time. The pitch just outside. One ball, one strike on Hickman. Jim is hit into a force play, grounded out to third, and lined the ball hard to the left fielder. And he pops this one up on the right side of the diamond, scooting back into shallow right center is an Alfatano. He has it two down. Two outs, nobody on. That'll bring up Gary Kolb. Gary has reached on a walk and scored a run, doubled and scored a run, and been struck out. One for two. on the way. Foul ball wafted back toward our broadcast booth and out of play. Travel day tomorrow. The Mets fly to Los Angeles. Al Jackson opens the Dodgers series Tuesday night. Low and outside. One ball, one strike. A hitter has to stay ready when Billy Heft is on the mound. He's a very rapid worker. And every dive, then he'll try to pitch a little faster than usual. A swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Billy throws a wide assortment of breaking stuff. In his days, when he was a 20-game winner with Detroit, he was throwing smoke. He developed a chronic sore arm that used to be very sore every spring. 
And the pitch is in for a call third strike. So Billy Huff gets the side in order in the seventh inning. He has come on now to pitch two innings in relief, allow no runs and no hits. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left in the seventh at the end of seven. New York, nine runs, nine hits, no errors. Chicago, seven runs, nine hits, one error. Everything is over in the National League, and the race tightened up. Cincinnati beat the Dodgers 18 to nothing. Maloney pitching a four-hit shutout to win his 13th Drysdale losing. The Reds are two games out. The Giants, with Warren Spahn, the winning pitcher, Alou McCovey and Mays all hitting home runs, beat St. Louis 6-4. to Giants are now one game out. Simmons was the loser. The Braves were only two games back. They won a doubleheader 8-5 at 8-3 from Houston. Blasting game won his 14th, and Odell was the winner in relief in the second ball game. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia split. Pirates won the first game 7-1 behind Veal. Ray Herbert went all the way to win the second game for Philadelphia 5-2. American League race, the Twins continue to open up even more of the lead. They've now won 13 of their last 16. They win today on a two-hitter by Jim Perry, blasting the Red Sox 8-0. Cleveland beats Chicago 6-4. The White Sox are now 11 and a half games back. Second game rained out. Yankees tip the Tigers 6-5, run up the winner in relief. Washington with a five-run eighth inning beat the Angels 6-4. Baltimore over the A's 9-5 in the first game. Stu Miller winning in the second game just underway. Bobby Klaus now playing second for the Mets as we go to the eighth. And the pitch to Billy Williams is taken for a strike. the pitch to Billy Williams, a drive in the air to center, running in hard as Johnny Lewis, he can't make a play, it's in for a base hit, bounce by, goes all the way back to the wall, and Williams again is on his way to third, and he'll pull in with a three-base hit. Well, Billy Williams has his fourth triple in this series. Check that he has his third. In the opening game, he had a single and a double. In the second ball game, he had a double and a home run. In the third game, he had a single and two triples. And in this ball game, he now has a triple and a home run. Johnny Lewis wanted to shoestring that one. That's with a two-run lead. They're playing the infield back, but now West Westrom is headed toward the mound. Harvey Keene, a right-hand batter up. And we may get a pitching change. Harvey came in the lineup when New York was in front 9-4 to four to rest Ernie Banks. This will be all for Larry Miller, and we'll have a new pitcher coming in. Larry came on in the sixth inning and struck out. Jimmy Stewart on three pitches to retire the side with two men with the bases loaded. In the seventh inning, he gave up one run and one hit. So Larry pitches one and one-third. At the moment, has given up one run, allowed two hits. Walked one and struck out one.
Tom Parsons is coming in from the bullpen to face Harvey Keene. Well, Billy Williams has had the kind of series that a hitter dreams about. He has had nine hits in 16 times at bat. Seven of the nine have been extra base hits. Billy Williams in his four-game series has two doubles, three triples, and two home runs. Seven of his nine hits for extra bases. He's hitting 563 in the series. Now Larry Miller heads for the dugout, and Tom Parsons is the new pitcher. It is always difficult to stop a ball club once they get up momentum. You build a lead, and the other club starts to catch up, and they get the momentum and start to roll, and it's a tough job for the relief pitcher to come in and hold him in check. Harvey Keene will be hitting for the second time. He reached on a walk in the sixth inning. He hit 262 as a part-time player with the Giants last year. He is still one of the few lifetime 300 hitters around. After 13 years, Harvey has a lifetime batting average of 305. In the spot the Mets will concede a run, they have a two-run lead, and they'll play the infield back. Tom looks in to get his sign from Canizero. Here's the windup and the pitch thrown. And the fastball is over a strike, one and one. Ron Sato is on deck. And then Billy Huff. Billy is a much better than average hitter for a pitcher. The 1-1 delivery. Ground ball bounced to shortstop. It'll score a run. McMillan grabs and throws in time, getting keen. Billy Williams in to score. And now this is a 9-8 ball game. Billy hit a single to right center, but Johnny Lewis was going to try and shoestring it. It got loose and went all the way back to the wall for a triple. Harvey Keene getting his second RBI. When he drew a walk, he did so with the bases loaded, forcing in a run. So now Ron Sato is the batter. One out, two outs, and nobody on. Here's the pitch on the way. And it's on the outside corner for a strike. Scoreboard has two outs, one out. Parsons winds, delivers, breaking ball outside and low. He checked on the swing just in time. One ball and one strike to Ron Sato. And what was once a five-run lead is a ball game now that is a real cliffhanger. hit foul back toward the Chicago dugout. No play. One and two. Ron Sato has walked twice, otherwise has gone 0 for 2. He's hitting a solid 280. 
standing. The one-two pitch to Sato. It's over. Strength three called. He got him with a letter-high fastball. Tom had plenty of mustard on that one. Now there are two away, and it brings up Doug Clemens batting for Billy Huff. Downfielder Doug Clemens, the left-hand hitter. Cubs will have a new pitcher in the ball game in the last of the eighth inning. Clemens, the left-hand batter, and he stands far back from the plate. Charlie Smith in close at third. Fastball outside, one ball and no strikes. This one is no laughing matter. It's the Mets nine and the Cubs eight. Coming in is Gary Cole. He's under it, and the side is out. So Parsons comes in to bail the Mets out of the eighth inning with a strong One run, one hit, no errors, none left. At the end of seven and a half innings, the score of the New York Mets nine, the Chicago Cubs eight. And next you're going to hear a lullaby, but remember to stay awake for what comes after. Generations of Jewish children have been put to bed with this lullaby, and often they've stayed awake, quiet as mice, listening to the party. This song brings back friendly laughter and the clink of bottle against glass. And today, as yesterday, what's in the bottle is often Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, which has the largest Jewish community in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. How come? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. Lachayim. of the eighth inning, Ted Abernathy in the pitch now for Chicago. And for baseball's busiest relief pitcher this year, for Mr. Abernathy, this is his 61st ballgame, if you can imagine. 47 games remaining after today for Chicago. Abernathy might very well establish the all-time record for appearances by a relief pitcher, which was set last year by the A's John Wyatt at 81. Right here, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY and WGFM Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets for baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting. Stay tuned to WGY. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Cantor. Bottom of the eighth inning, Chris Canizero stepping in against Ted Abernathy. First time up in the game for Chris. And the Submariner delivers a swing and a miss, strike one. Well, if Abernathy is in 21 of the 47 remaining ball games, he will write a new major league record for appearances by a relief pitcher. And he has been averaging, getting into a much larger percentage of games than 21 of 47 remaining. 
He's been amazing. He has 16 saves to his credit. And it's a strike on the inside corner. The Mets just about beat him in the first game here today. They broke through against him for the first time this year. And it took a good play by Sato at the bottom of the ninth inning on Crane Pool to save the ball game with the bases loaded and two men down. Ted Abernathy with a two-strike count. Here's his pitch on the way. A looping drive and a short drive to base hit. Took that one right over his hip by pulling the six gun out of his holster and lashed the drive to the opposite field. They look for the bunt with Parsons. Up. He pulls the bat back, and the pitch is over for a strike. Now the pitch, and it's inside the time as he was around the bunt. One ball and one strike. Bobby Clouds. Here's the pitch on the way. 
A wild pitch goes to the back. Now Chicago must bring the infield in and play clamped on the edge of the infield grass. Which gives the hitter always a little bit more of an advantage. The outfield shallow. 3-2 delivery. It's high ball four and Bobby's on. Roy McMillan coming up.
ball at the letter. Strike one. A rising fastball by a submarine pitcher. Checks the runners. Here's the pitch. Ground ball back to the mound. Abernathy up with it. Throws to Harvey Keene at first. The side is out and we'll be going to the ninth. In the eighth inning, the Mets pick up an insurance run. One run, one hit, one air, and two left on. So, at the end of eight, the New York Mets 10 and the Chicago Cubs 8. Here we go, last of the top of the ninth inning. New York trying to protect a two-run lead, 10 to 8. This will be the second time at bat for Chris Krug. He drew a walk in the seventh inning. Fastball is high. One ball and no strikes on Chris Krug. Ed Bailey has come out on deck. He's going to bat for shortstop Don Kessinger. Side of the letters, and Parsons goes behind to an O on Chris Cruz. Yankees closed out a good road trip by beating Detroit today, six to five, and they'll open their homestand at the Yankee Stadium on Tuesday night against the Minnesota Twins. Two-o delivery drives him back from the plate. That was way inside. Ball three. Still floor facing time. Chris Cruz. 
Yankees closed down a good road trip by beating Detroit today, 6-5, and they'll open their homestand at the Yankee Stadium on Tuesday night against the Minnesota Twins. 2-0 delivery. Drives him back from the play. That was way inside. Ball three. Well, it's still floor-facing time. come from behind against Krug. Now the 3-1 delivery. It's in. He had him taking again. Now it's 3-2. and two. Jim Bufke is the right-hander. Gordon Richardson, the left-hander in the Mets bullpen. Infield straight away against Krug. Johnny Lewis has stepped to left. Pitching 3-2. and two. Struck him out. A fastball in for a ball third strike. Never got the bat off of his shoulder. And Parsons came from behind to get him a fine job. One out and nobody on. Now the hitter is Ed Bailey batting for Don Kessinger. Outside, one ball and no strikes. Ernie Banks drove in four runs in the first ball game today, hiking his total to 83. Field around to right. And he gets the outside corner strike. One ball and one strike. Well, right about now is a good time to lean back, light up a cool, and enjoy the taste of the most refreshing coolness you can get in any cigarette. Fastball under the knees. Ball two. It's two and one on Bailey. Parsons winds. Here's the pitch on the way. He misses highest. Ball three. Once again, Tom working with a 3-1 count. He actually went behind Krug 3-0, but then came back to strike him out. Now he's behind 3-1 on Bailey. Ball four, and Bailey goes to first base. Burton will be coming up for the third time. He was retired by Charlie Scrub on a quick play going down the line in the sixth inning, and he fouled out to Cranepool in the seventh inning. Burton is a switch hitter, and he'll be batting left against Tom Parsons. Both games today have been cliffhangers. The opening game went down to the final out and took a good fielding play by Sano to save it for Chicago. A looping fly ball into short center. Lewis will have to play it on a hop. It's a base hit. And the tying runs are on. Burton with a Texas Lager into shallow right center. That brings up a Val Matano who's had three hits in a row. That is the 11th hit in the game for Chicago. Joe Amalfitano has had base hits his last three times up. 
In the seventh inning, he just missed a home run by about a foot. In the ball game, he has three hits and five times at bat. Right-hand hitter, Mets have the infield, hoping for a shot at two. A looping fly ball toward the right field line, coming hard as Kolb, and it drops in for a base hit. Bailey around third is being held up, and now they've got a mix-up, and in the score comes Bailey, runners on second and third. Burton ran up on Bailey, but the Mets did not see it. They... back was to the play, and Bailey then was hurried on home by Alvin Dark, and he makes it in. So I get this situation. It's now 10 to 9. One out and runners on second and third. The last two hits have been Texas Leaguers. That was a bloop double down the right field line. A fly ball. He had been fooled on the pitch. He landed just inside the line. And now Fatano's fourth straight hit. Bailey comes in to score. Now the Mets have to bring the infield in. The batter is Don Landrum. The tying run is on third, Burton, and Amal Picano, the lead run, is on second. Now time is called by manager Wes Westrup. And Wes is on his way to the mound. Well, you know you're pitching in hard luck when you get in the hot water the way Parsons has. The walk hurt him. He walked Bailey. Ellis Burton blooped one in the shallow right center for a single, and then Amal Fatano, a right-hand batter, a bloop down the right field line for a double. Actually, Burton, a speedster, had almost run up on Bailey, but Bailey had time to be sent on home. Ball was placed so much over toward the line that even though they had run up on each other, they still had time to send Bailey down the line to score, and now Gordon Richardson is being brought in. in the ninth inning and so Parsons works one and a third a luckless one and a third at that at the moment Tom has allowed one run giving up two hits he walked one man and struck out two and Gordon Richardson faces a very difficult task as he comes in the ball game we're waiting now as Richardson throws in his warm-ups and now Glenn Beckert regular second baseman a right-hand batter is stepping in to hit for Don Landrum. The Mets have to play the infield in. So a sticky situation, to say the least. Mets trying to protect a one-run lead, and Billy Williams is on deck. Now the stretch by Gordon Richardson. Runners on second and third, one out. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss, strike one. on the edge of the infield grass. Fast man hitting a fast man at third. Ten to nine. Cubs have the tying run on third. Leading run on second. Now the pitch. Line drive. It knocks Charlie Smith's glove off. He picks it up. And everybody is safe. The ball game is tied up. A line drive hits so hard it knocks Smith's glove off. Ball rolled in behind him and this ball game is tied up. That's a base set for Glenn Beckert. Smitty ran back, picked it up. It looked like he might throw to the plate. But he took a glass and decided he didn't have a chance. 
And this game is tied up. And the Cubs have runners on first and third. Only one man out. And the hitter is Billy Williams. Boy, the glove went flying off of Charlie's hands. The ball was hit so hard. Went up in the air and fell in behind him. Burton coming in to score the tying run. Now runners on first and third and Billy Williams up. He has a triple and a home run. A high pop fly into shallow right center. Rouse going out. Gold is coming in. And it is dropped by Gold. He misjudged it. Here's the throw coming home. It's cut off. Throw to second, not in time. In the score comes a battle for Tano. And Chicago is gone in front 11 to 10. Well, everything went wrong at once. That's a windblown single into right center. As it ultimately wound up, Johnny Lewis could have caught the ball. Gary Cole was calling for it all the way, and the wind, which was freshened up, was blowing it over towards center field. So now Fatano comes in. Williams is on with a base hit into right center. Becker stopped at second. Another run batted in for Billy Williams, his second of the ball game. Chicago has gone in front 11 to 10. They have three runs in in the ninth inning. The hitter now is Harvey Keene with one out, runners on first and second. What a day of frustration. Low and outside. One ball and no strikes. Three pop fly bases, two singles and a double. And a line drive that was hit so hard that it knocked Charlie Smith's glove off. a strike on the outside corner. One ball and one strike. Two of the runs scored. All three of the runs scored here on the night are charged to Tom Parsons, who certainly has been luckless. Now the pitch on the way. Outside to Harvey Keene, two and one. Richardson has faced two men. Beckert, who hit the liner, the next minute's glove off, tying the game. Williams, who hit the fly ball to right center that was misjudged and fell for a base hit, driving in the leading run. Outside. Now Richardson with a three-and-one count on Harvey Keene. Three balls and a strike on Harvey. He's up for the third time, didn't come into the sixth inning. Ball four, that loads the bases. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is WGY and WGFM's Connectedy, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets for baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting. Stay tuned to WGY. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner from Shea Stadium. We're in the top of the ninth in the nightcap. Chicago coming from far behind in this game. At one time, they trailed 9-4. to four. They now lead 11-10. to 10. Ron Santo batting with the bases loaded, and the pitch is outside, ball one.
Fano, Chicago Cup third baseman, right-hand batter waiting. And Gordon Richardson, this is outside, ball two. Gordon appears to be a little unnerved by it all, and certainly is understandable. Mets lost the opener, 7-6. Foul ball, tucked back into the crowd. It's two balls and a strike. Becker is the lead runner at third, Billy Williams on second, and Harvey Keene on first with one man out. Cubs trying to add to their lead. Now the pitch. Ball three. No place to put him, and the count has gone three and one. Here's the wind-up. Three-one delivery. Low, it's ball four, and that forces in Chicago's 12th run of the ball game. Becker coming down the line to score. It's now a four-run ninth inning for Chicago, and they have a two-run lead, 12 to 10. Run batted in for Ron Sato, his second of the ball game, and that brings up the pitcher Ted Abernathy. He's hitting for the first time. Hitting in the number six spot in the batting order, Burton is hitting ninth. Foul ball back into the screen. Billy Williams, the lead runner on third. And the pitch by Gordon Richardson is down in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Well, walks have really hurt the Mets in this ball game. They have handed out 10 walks. Now West Western is going to the mat, and we'll get a right-hander. Gordon Richardson will leave the ball game. Jim Bethke has been warming up out there. Right, a little unhappy and certainly disappointed. That's had a 9-4 lead in this ball game at the end of three, but Chicago started climbing the hill. They got two in the sixth, the one in the seventh, one in the eighth. They pulled within one run of the eighth inning, and that's got what looked like a very big run in the last of the eighth inning, an insurance tally to give them a two-run lead. But the Cubs have come back to score four runs here in the ninth inning. So young Jim Bethke, 18-year-old right-hander from Kansas City, is the sixth pitcher, ushered into service in this ball game by West Western. Now Bethke into his windup, the squeeze is on, and the ball hits the bat, it's foul. Abernathy hit the dirt to get out of the way of a high hard one, and the ball apparently hit his bat. Or did it hit Abernathy? Here's Westrom charging umpire Stan Landis. Westrom is going to argue it was a foul ball, and I believe Landis has awarded Abernathy first base hit by a pitch. If so, it brings in another run. And Westrom and Landis are arguing at the plate. Abernathy set straight down to get out of the way of the high hard one. The suicide squeeze play was on. And Stan Landis says Abernathy was hit by the pitch, and now he's on his feet and going to first base. Billy Williams then is in to score on the hit batsman. And the Cubs now have five runs in and lead 13 to 10. Now the bases are still loaded. Another run has crossed the plate. Now a five-run inning, and Chicago has opened up a three-run lead. They are in front, 13 to 10. And Chris Krug is batting for the second time in the inning. Bucky into his windup. Now the pitch. A swing and a miss, strike one. 
winding. Fires way outside. One ball and one strike. Back in the second inning, the Mets scored six runs to build an 8-2 to two lead. Low and outside. Two balls and a strike. The old flash, Frankie Frisch used to always say, oh, those bases on balls, they'll kill you. Two and one, the count. Bethke delivers. A swing and a miss, and it's two and two. Harvey Keene is the lead runner. He's at third. Ron Sato at second, and Ted Abernathy at first. Bethke has a two and two count on Krug. Now the pitch on the way. Curve, a swing and a miss. He's been up twice and struck out twice. He's the only man the Mets have gotten out here in the ninth inning. Now hit Bailey, who appeared as a pinch hitter for Dan Kessinger, is batting for the second time in the inning. Bailey drew a walk as the pinch batter. Just missed the inside corner. One ball and no strikes. Runs are in on four hits, three walks, and a hit batsman. Now the curve is over for a strike, one and one. Cubs have four hits in the inning. One was a Texas League single, one was a Texas League double, one was a one blown fly ball that dropped. The only really legitimate hit was a ball that normally would possibly be caught because it was a hard hit line drive into Smitty's glove, but it's so hard to knock his glove off. It's one and one on Ed Bailey. He has to jump back. It's inside. Two balls and a strike. Now Bucky is siding in on Canizero's target. The 2-1 delivery. Outside, ball three, and here again he has no place to put it. Bases are loaded. Three balls and a strike on Bailey. As a pinch hitter, he's up for the second time in the inning. Now Bethke turning around, checking the defense. Goes into his windup. The 3-1 pitch. Way inside. Ball four. It's now a six-run inning for Chicago, and they lead 14-10. As Harvey Keene comes down the line to score. That's the fourth walk here in the ninth inning. There also has been a hit batsman. Six runs and the Cubs in front, 14 to 10. Ellis Burton batting for the second time of the inning. Ground ball hit down to first. Greenpool is up with it. Throws to Bethke covering. In time, it's out of Change to cool. Just not tasting cool enough till you come up to cool. What kind of cigarette do you smoke? Plain? Filter? Or one of those new menthols? 
makes no difference. Your cigarette's not tasting cool enough till you come up to Cool's. Only Cool gives you rich, mellow tobaccos, Cool's white filter, and extra coolness. The most refreshing coolness you can get in any cigarette. With rich tobaccos, Cool's white filter, extra coolness too. Discover extra coolness in your smoke. Let Cool's come through for you. Coolness. Come all the way up to cool. Cool filter kings. Well, Lou Klein has a juggle lineup now after the flood of pinch hitters. Ed Bailey will be playing first base. Glenn Beckert is in to play second. Mal Picano has moved to short. Sando will be a third. Harvey Keene goes to left field. Ellis Burton is in center and Billy Williams around at right. Chris Krug behind the plate and Ted Abernathy on the mound. Ed Cranepool leading off for New York, last of the ninth inning, and the Mets four behind. Right in, strike one goal. Abernathy pitched the eighth inning, and the Mets picked up an insurance runoff of him, but it was certainly wiped out by a six-run ninth. Line drive in the left field, a base hit for Cranepool. That's Eddie's third hit in five times the five. And it brings up Jim Hickman. We'll get warm-up action going in the Chicago bullpen. Jim is 0 for 4. Ground ball bounced to shortstop. And now Patano to Beckert for 1 on to Bailey. A double play. The Cubs make the 6-4-3 to four to three double play. Two outs and nobody on now. The last of the ninth inning. Chicago leading 14-10. This was a ball game. The, led, the Mets led 8-2 to two after two innings and 9-4 to four after three. But Chicago scored 10 runs in the last four innings. Now the pitch is taken on the outside corner by Gary Cole strike one. Line drive, a base hit to left by Gary Cole. Harvey Keene now playing left field, putting the ball back in. Gary's second hit. Brings up Chris Canizero. Chris has only been up one time, and he's single to right field. 24 runs, 26 base hits in this one. Cubs trying for a sweep of the doubleheader and the series. Look out. And it raises the helmet on Canizero. He's not hurt at all. Just barely tipped him, and he goes to first. Now Joe Christopher. The batting for Pepke. Christopher is batting for Jim Beckham. The Cubs sweep the doubleheader. They will extend the much losing streak to eight straight. Two outs and two 
Now Abernathy, up in the pitching position, delivers, and it's over for a call strike on the outside corner of the submariner won the opener 7-6 putting down a ninth inning uprising and got six in the ninth inning of this ball game for their lead it's over for a call strike so Abernathy has the next down to their final strike in the last of the ninth inning Cubs with a sweep can assure themselves of winning the season series it would be their 10th win in 16 ball games. Now the two-strike pitch. A swing and a miss, and it's over. Christopher has struck out in the ninth inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, two left on. So the Cubs, with a six-run ninth inning, pull out the second ball game and sweep the doubleheader and sweep the four-game series. In the nightcap, New York established a 9-4 lead at the end of three. But Chicago kept pegging away, pulled within one run. The Mets picked up an insurance run in the eighth inning. And the Cubs won it with six runs in the ninth inning. Six pitchers for the New York Mets handed out 11 walks and three hit batsmen. And therein pretty much lies the story of the ball game. In the second game, Chicago, 14 runs, 14 hits, two errors, and 13 left on. New York, 10 runs, 12 hits, no errors, and eight left. Abernathy in his 61st ball game of the year wins his third against one loss, and he saves 16. The loser and a luckless pitcher he was, Tom Parsons. Tom now has won one and lost 10. Now be with us on Tuesday night at 10.55 p.m. New York time as the New York Mets meet the league-leading Los Angeles Dodgers. Our engineer has been Sandy Alper, our statistician Matt Winnick, our producer Joe Gallagher, and our executive producer Joel Nixon. The final scores as the Chicago Cubs sweep a doubleheader from the New York Mets, 7-6 and 14-10. Now this is Bob Murphy saying so long for Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kiner.